how are you? I'm sure you are wanting to be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of your life. Would you like to have a stack of energy? Would you like to have great hair, great skin, great nails? Would you like to stay young and strong for long? All the questions that I ask every single day. But there's a small challenge with all of those. If you're busted and broken, if you've got sore joints, if you've got arthritis, if you've got inflammation of the joints, if you're hurt or injured, busted, broken, I'll use those words, how can you exercise? How can you go to high intense, 100% effort if your body hurts? And I'm asking as an old lady, and I'm begging and pleading now, because every single day without fail, without fail, I have to deal with a person or many people who are busted and broken because of their exercise program. Somebody's given them exercises that have busted their joints, inflamed their joints, hurt their joints, because they've put shearing forces and or rotational forces at speed through somebody's joint and the joint is broken. Now, I get that if you're 20 years of age and you feel like you're bulletproof and nothing can break you and you go and do exercises that put shearing forces through your joints and it doesn't hurt, you're probably thinking, well, uh, it doesn't hurt now. I know that feeling because I used to do stupid, dumb exercises with shearing forces, with rotational forces at speed because I didn't know any better. And that's my only excuse. I didn't learn my anatomy and physiology. I just listened to other people's rubbish. And that's what it is. Because if I'm an exercise professional and that's my career path and my role is to help people to be healthy, fit and strong and stay that way for the rest of their life and to look good and to feel good and to be lean and to have ripped abdominals and to win their bodybuilding competition and to be an elite athlete, any of the things that people come to an exercise professional for... Isn't it my responsibility to learn the tools of my trade? And if my trade, if my profession is helping people to be healthy, fit and strong and the human body needs to be healthy, fit and strong, surely I need to know how the human body works. Not repeat somebody else's opinion, not regurgitate or vomit somebody else's ideas. Surely as a professional, I need to know my stuff. And I can share this with you with most, I'm, I'm embarrassed about it, but I'm sharing it with you because I hope that you learn from my embarrassment and my ridiculous mistakes, which was listening to other people's rubbish. Because somebody was a physiotherapist or because they were a chiropractor or because they were an exercise physiologist or a cardiologist or they had multiple degrees and doctorates after their name, because they were impressive, I believed them. But did you know that there are some good physios and some really bad ones? There's some great chiropractors and some really bad ones. There's some orthopedic surgeons who have really studied to the nth degree how to keep the, the skeletal system strong. And there's other ones who have just done enough to pass the test. Did you know that there are experts in every area that disagree with each other, particularly when it comes to nutrition and it comes to exercise? Exercise physiologists argue all the time. Cardiologists argue all the time. Endocrinologists, the hormonal system, those guys argue all the time about what's right and wrong for the human body. So where does that leave us as exercise professionals? Where does that leave us as human beings? Where it left me, Rowie, is that because I believed people without asking any questions and without knowing my own anatomy and physiology, and that's the safety net, isn't it? doesn't matter which experts argue. If you know how the human body works, because there's two things that are pretty rock solid, the study of anatomy and the study of physiology, particularly anatomy, because it's not like we change ideas about how many bones we've got or how many muscles we've got or what's the origin insertion of each muscle. That doesn't change. It's a set science. 
And if you learn that and then you apply that to common sense, logical physiology, so these are the body systems, these are how they work. If I do this to this body system, if I do this to this joint, if I do this to my body, what will happen? And they're the two questions that I always ask all the experts physio, chiropractor, orthopedic surgeon, endocrinologist, psychologist, exercise physiologist, I don't care. I always ask the question, anybody that tells me to do something or makes a suggestion about what's going to be good for my body, I always ask why. Why would I do that and how does it work? And you need to be able to explain that to me simply. Not with big words and jargon and stuff that people don't understand because if you can't explain it simply could that mean that you don't understand it? Now, I would never say that because it's disrespectful to a person who's gone to university for multiple years. I get that. But as a human being, I believe I have the right to do what's best for my body, not just listen to what other people tell me to do and because they've got a university degree or because, because they're a doctor, I should believe them. And I stand here as an old lady with busted and broken joints because I did that. And every single day I feel sad I, I don't feel sad for myself. I just take responsibility. Roa, you've got busted, broken body because you'd listen to people's rubbish and you didn't learn for yourself. But now as an exercise professional who is also responsible for teaching other exercise professionals to learn their stuff, I get really sad that there seems to be a disconnect between I, I want to be an exercise professional, but I don't want to learn how the human body works. Surely you want to understand everything about every body system and every bone and muscle and how they work, but not just to pass the test and not just, I know my anatomy, but surely it's applied anatomy and applied physiology. So there's always three parts that I ask as an exercise professional, doctor, endocrinologist, cardiologist, orthopedic surgeon. If I'm fit and if I'm strong, will my body function more effectively and there doesn't seem to be too much argument about that in fact the top medical professionals in the world are sharing very happily exercise is medicine and medicine is exercise so if you don't want to get sick and you don't want to get injured you need to be fit and strong and if you are sick and you are injured you need to be fit and strong to recover quickly so there doesn't seem to be too much argument about that but there's always an argument about the exercise selection or how you should train or how you should eat and they just argue all the time so why not just ask, as I do, why would I do that and how does it work? Please explain it to me simply. Because I don't want to hurt people, do you? Can you imagine what it would be like to give somebody an exercise because you believed it to be the right exercise because a, an exercise physiologist told you to do it or a physio told you to do it or an orthopaedic surgeon said you should exercise this way and you end up hurting somebody? Wouldn't that be sad? How would you feel if an athlete comes to you, they're getting ready for a World Cup or a Olympic Games or a, or a UFC fight or a CrossFit Games and you give them an exercise that busts their body, breaks their joint before they could even go and compete? But even more than that, imagine somebody like me who's a very old lady. If I had, if I had asked somebody, and I wasn't an exercise professional, if I'd asked somebody when I was... I started exercising at 10 years of age. Could you please give me a safe, effective exercise program that's going to keep me healthy, fit and strong for the rest of my life? And I ended up busted and broken. Uh, first of all, I think I'd be pretty pissed. How about you? <laughs> but if you're the exercise person that gave that information, and I'm going to use a very personal example, that is exactly what happened to me. 
I started exercising at 10 years of age because I was chubby. Somebody told me I was chubby, so I started doing... Well, I didn't know how to exercise. I was 10 years of age. I just saw what I saw on television, I think, and I don't even know that's true because we didn't have television at our house at that age. So maybe it was something we were doing at school. Maybe it was uh, something that I was doing on my sporting team. I don't know. But I was doing sit-ups and side leg rages and donkey kicks. And from the age of 10 to the age of 13, I didn't do any exercise that wasn't in the upright position. It was all on the floor. Uh, Then at 13, thank goodness, I I did an exercise class to music and got up off the floor and got puffed. And that's when I realised that exercise is not meant to be boring and it's not meant to just give you a burning sensation in one spot in your body. You're actually supposed to get puffed. It feels really good. And that day when I was 13 years of age and I had endorphins pumping through my brain and I had epinephrine and adrenaline and cortisol and dopamine and serotonin and I just felt amazing, that was the day I decided to become an exercise professional. Now, I didn't know that's what it was called then. I just knew that I wanted people to feel as good as I did, so I wanted to teach people exercise. So then from 13, I was in the upright position mostly, but not definitely, because in most classes back then, you had the warm-up, you had the huffy-puffy section, and then you had the floor work. And the floor work was still sit-ups and side leg raises and donkey kicks. And I didn't know any better. I didn't learn my anatomy and physiology. And the original uh, education that I did was nine days, nine days to become a group exercise instructor, a gym instructor, teach aquarobics, learn your anatomy and physiology, learn your first aid and learn how to teach people exercise. That was a nine-day course and I was fully qualified. Whoa! (laughs) A lot of people come out of those kind of courses and think they know everything and I did too and I had a, a head full of stuff that other people had told me. Now to cut a very long story short, at 18 years of age I ended up in the, in the most embarrassing, ugly, horrible situation, I perforated my L45 uh, vertebral disc. I was, in, I was teaching a class at the time and I had to be taken out by ambulance. I was stuck in a squat position and it was just, it was really embarrassing and really ugly because here's me, the group exercise instructor, and I was busted and broken. Again, to cut a very long story short, I'm very privileged because I ended up seeing an orthopaedic surgeon but a sports orthopaedic surgeon, somebody responsible for getting sports people back on the field. And more importantly, I ended up at a a sports orthopaedic surgeon that looked after rugby league players. And rugby league, a very violent, tough sport, people get injured all the time. And his job was to get the players back on the field really quickly. Well, he looked at my x-ray, which had come, yes, from a GP, but the GP luckily sent me to a chiropractor. And that was just sliding doors luck, I think. The chiropractor said to me, I know a really good orthopaedic surgeon. Buy your x-rays. You're going to need some work, but I want to get the second opinion of an orthopaedic surgeon. So thank you to the chiropractor. His name was Mark, and I really, really appreciated that that process. Again, cut a long story short, the orthopaedic surgeon looked at my x-rays and he said, you've been doing sit-ups, haven't you? And I proudly said yes. (laughs) He shared with me that uh, when you grind a disc and when you grind a disc with rotation, when you grind a disc with rotation, with weight and with speed, you will wear out your discs. He said, get your ass up off the floor, don't ever do another sit-up ever again, and let's get you back into the upright position, which is where the body functions, so let's get you running and sprinting and jumping and get your body back into a human position, not an animal position, something like that, I'm paraphrasing, but it was it was a day that changed my life, because here was an orthopaedic surgeon who obviously his job was to get multi-million dollar athletes back on the field after injury. So 
Where I was originally told, the GP said, according to your x-rays, you'll probably never be able to sprint again. You'll never be able to lift heavy weights again. You're finished now from an athletic point of view because you've screwed up your disc. Uh, Here I had a guy who said to me, hang on a minute. And it was logical and common sense, but he also challenged me to learn my anatomy and physiology, which I didn't. And I'm embarrassed to say that because... I was just, I was a young kid. I was 18 years of age still, and I was still impressed by people's education because I don't have a, a, a tertiary education, so their education impressed me. And then at the beautiful age of 30, I met this great guy called K-Man, my gorgeous now husband, who is, yes, an exercise physiologist, yes, a biomechanist, yes, a published research scientist, But he didn't tell me anything. He just forced me to justify what I was doing. He asked me question after question after question and still does. And we've known each other now for 30 years. And every single day, it's always, it's, it has, it's never about do this. It's why would I do it and how does it work? Regardless of where that information comes from, whether it's financial information or career information or health information or how to buy a house information or what to invest in, doesn't matter. Why would I do it and how does it work? And we run it through the process of does it make sense? Can the person explain it? Uh, Is it logical? Am I being impressed by somebody's impressiveness because of their education or can they actually explain it to me simply? And that's something I put my headspace through every single day now. As an old lady with a busted body, now I did some stupid exercises that screwed up my joints and I've had to really focus really hard my entire life now to keep my body healthy, fit and strong. If I knew what I know now when I was 10 years of age, I'm sure that I would be the elitist athlete. I would be the fittest, strongest a healthiest elite athlete on the planet. But because I screwed up my joints, I did stupid, dumb exercises for so long. And I think the only reason that most people don't get injured like I have is that most people don't stick to their exercise program. Isn't that interesting? I'm disciplined. I exercise every day. So I was putting rotational and shearing forces at speed with weight through my joints every single day because I'm disciplined. So <laughs> I'll rephrase that. Exercise, the stuff that when you do it at high intensity pumps neurotransmitters through your brain that makes you feel fantastic. And people say to me, Rowie, how often should you exercise? Always, My answer is always the same. How often do you want to feel good? <laughs> I want to feel good every day, multiple times throughout the day, so I get puffed on a regular basis. But the human body functions better in the upright position than on the floor. We're not animals. We're never meant to sit. I don't know whoever invented sitting. Cut your body in half, cut off your circulation and take out the biggest muscles in your body. Sitting's a ridiculous thing to do. I just don't do it. I'm either lying down or standing up. I just refuse to sit down. And even on a plane when they tell you you have to sit down, I still like to be in the aisle seat so I can stand up most of the time. I'm sharing that with you because when you understand anatomy and physiology, and I don't, I'm still learning every single day. The only thing I learn every day is I don't know very much and I want to keep learning, which means I keep learning. There's my challenge for you. As an exercise professional, as a coach, as a human being who wants to be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of your life, could it be a really good idea to ask those two questions? Why are we doing this and how does it work? And even if you think the information that you've been given sounds logical or it sounds like it's common sense, why not learn your anatomy and a physiology for yourself? And if you are an exercise professional, shouldn't you? If you don't know your muscles and bones and origins and insertions, that's that's what 
the body's made of. If you don't know how the endocrine system works or the central nervous system works or the immune system works or the digestive system works or the skeletal and muscular system, they're the things I'm studying every single day. And I'm an educator, so it's my role to make sure that you get the right information. And I'm still learning every single day because the human body can be pretty complex. But here's what's not complex. We are meant to be in the upright position. We're meant to get puffed. We're meant to be strong. So we're meant to be fit and we're meant to be strong. To get fit, you've got to get puffed. To be strong, you've got to overload your muscles and bones. And why would we do that in any way, shape or form that's unsafe for any of the joints in our body? Because if I've got busted joints, I can't get puffed to get fit and I can't lift heavy to get strong. I'm begging you. I come to Romax every day. I'm here every day because I would love the human race to be healthy, fit and strong. If you're responsible for giving out information to keep people healthy, fit and strong, here's my challenge and I'm begging. Please learn how the human body works. Don't listen to some expert tell you. Please don't regurgitate somebody else's rubbish. I used to do it all the time because they, that person said I should do. And there's a few that I'd love you to consider. Why is breakfast the most important meal of the day? Why would you need to do 10,000 steps and that's enough or that's the right way to exercise? Why do you need to eat a certain number of times every day or, or to be an intermittent faster? Why do you need to do three sets of 10? Why do you need to drink eight glasses of water or two litres? These are some of the common things that just spew out of people's mouths without do we even consider why? Why would I do it? And how does it work and does it actually make any sense? I'm just going to leave you with something to really consider. This is a really simple one. You'll hear it every day from most experts. You need to drink eight glasses of water or two litres of water every single day. What if you're six foot tall and you weigh 150 kilos and you're an elite athlete and you live in a sweaty area? Could you need more than eight glasses? What size glasses? There's little glasses, medium-sized glasses, large glasses. What size glass is it? How much does the human body actually need? And if you do any research whatsoever on hydration, the human body, do you know that people have died from drinking too much water? And if you don't get enough water and get dehydrated, you die. So it's pretty important stuff. And yet this information that we deliver about water, eight glasses, two litres, could it be a really good idea to ask why do I need to drink eight glasses and how does that actually work? I'm just planting that seed. Why is breakfast the most important meal of the day? Why is it 10,000 steps? Why is it three sets of 10? The questions that I ask every day because I don't want to be an expert that repeats somebody, some other expert's opinion because that just makes me a, a person full of BS. How about you? Do you want to be the person that delivers the best information possible for the person in front of you because you know your anatomy and physiology because you want to learn it? Could that be a really good idea? Have a super-duper amazing life being healthy, fit and strong for the rest of your life. And how can you do that if you're busted and broken? So let's not bust or break anybody so that we can all live our life to the max. Super-duper-doo, how are you? I'm sure you are amazing because you want to be. Woohoo!